0: I remember my first St. Patrick's Day at college. In the dorm, we started, um, we started drinking about midnight, a minute past midnight. And all I remember is I think I made it to 1, 1 a.m. And boy, I just had a whole lot of fun being passed out and dribbling on myself. If you go out in the woods tonight... You're in for a big surprise. Lovely out in the woods tonight. You better go in disguise. Cause all the bears that ever there was will gather there for certain because tonight the night the teddy bears have their big picnic. Picnic time for teddy bears. The little teddy bears are having a lovely day today. Watch them catch them On unaware. The they love to play and picnic on their holidays. See them gaily about. They love to play and shout. They never have any case. At six o'clock, their mommies and daddies don't take them home to bed because they're tired. Little teddy bears. Ernie wants to let people off the hook. They aren't as fucked as they might think they are. Habits are for survival. Repetition leads to mostly more repetition. And certainly foreshadowing leads to no conclusions whatsoever. These are bedtime stories. It's up to you, the listener, to discern the reliability of the narrator. Ernie was on his way home by alley. He stopped to take a piss. He didn't see anyone around. Houston, it's a go. Hell yes, it's a go. Houston, this cowboy wasn't going to make it home. The cop pulled into the alley. Perhaps he was a rat gazing. He shined his lights on Ernie and asked what he was doing. Ernie replied, I'm taking a piss. The bar closed and I drank too much beer. Sir, Ernie thought it was best to be polite when pissing in public. The cop smirked said, well, at least you know what the fuck you're doing. Have a nice evening. Come back, baby, Ernie's in the alley popping to the latest news Seems as late, things have been shaken With the rhythm and the blue Down on the corner, up walks Ramona She says, let's go Over by the tab. Everybody's waiting for him to show. Cause he's a cave, Glenwood Avenue. He's a cave of the rhythm side of the street. The Ernie Bedlam stories are being printed, hopefully, as we speak. And this podcast features one of the stories that is in the book called Mannequins. I like it. It makes me laugh. Ernie would admit to having a vivid imagination on occasion. Sometimes he would get a scratch and sniff Lotto, and his dreams would run rampant. Take a dollar, won't you? Go to the store. Buy is some time to face tomorrow. Ernie's income and fate were fixed. The last time he stopped to offer to help a woman change a flat tire, she looked at Ernie and said, no thanks, I'll wait for Roy Orbison to come along. Ernie wasn't sure, but he thought Roy was both blind and dead. Guess there was not enough meat in his market. I'm quite tired of thinking. Ernie was a realist. He didn't even flinch when his wife at him. scissor hands could give a fine neck rub. I'm i afraid the ship might be sinking going down Say the Titanic made out of good steel said it'd never go down And if you're worried, won't you worry for me I'll get frantic for you when your moment comes Ernie knew he was fucked. It wasn't his fault. He grew up thinking ambition was something you put on a hot dog and Manifest Destiny needed something to manifest. It was hard to take over the world. It was even harder to get a pack of smokes. The city fathers didn't seem to like Ernie much. They kept raising the tax on all things he loved. Beer, smokes, even Cheetos. Seems Ernie's own life was becoming a luxury item. Which in Ernie's mind seemed hopelessly unfair. Why penalize the chain smokers, beer drinkers, The blatant sinners wouldn't just die early anyway. Social Security wouldn't have to dole out a single penny for Ernie. He wasn't going to be around for the dance. Mozart got buried in a pauper's grave. Ernie was going to be landful. Society need not concern themselves at all about Ernie. They needed to worry about the joggers who constantly ran by Ernie on the lakefront wearing lime green shorts and tops. Ernie knew people who wore lime would live forever and cost taxpayers a fortune, while people like Ernie would be on a midnight train to Georgia by Monday. Tax all those gluten-free fuckers. There lies the real problem. But besides all that stuff, Ernie had another situation occupying his mind. Ernie could smell trouble brewing. As if paying 12 bucks a pack of cigarettes to keep the mayor in spandex bicycle shorts wasn't stressful enough. Ernie was falling in love. He had been married for 29-odd years to a woman who ignored him with both grace and practicality. Frankly, she was fond of saying, Ernie, we can't afford to split up. You have a TV, I have a TV, till death threw us apart. Which was fine with Ernie until recently. Hope and reality have proven to be two different things. He didn't mean it. I can't find any doors to my escaping. It was quite unintentional on his part. But the fact was, he was falling in love with a mannequin who lived by day on Clark Street. And if the whole Perry Mason truth must come out, it was a half mannequin, the bottom half. The mannequin had the finest ass Ernie had ever seen in a pair of jeans. Ernie had taken to standing outside the Western Wear Shop for hours at a time waiting for a woman to come by who fit into those jeans. Two summers had gone by, it hadn't happened yet. The shop owners would just take the half mannequin inside upon closing. Ernie became convinced the woman to wear those jeans just didn't exist. So he decided to name the half mannequin Judy, Judy, because she might not have a torso or a head. But she damn sure had two legs that didn't quit until they reached her waist. Once I thought I was like other human beings. Now I know I've just been faking, ain't been my own ass. I've been shaking. Ernie's imagination was playing strange tricks on him. He'd walk past and the mannequin would whisper, Hey Ernie, what's up? I see you looking at me like a glass half full. Ernie walked home with a noticeable skip in his gait. Sadness and sorrow. Go to the store. Get me some to feast tomorrow. Ernie was at a four o'clock bar, finishing off a two o'clock bar drunk. He had been drinking heavily about something sad, or maybe it was something happy. Ernie forgot which, but like a typical Chicago guy, it didn't really matter. Pete, the bar manager, tapped Ernie on the shoulder. Hey, guy, what are you doing? Well, pissing, duh. Ernie, you're not in the bathroom. You're in the package goods section. Fuck, I'm sorry, Pete. Pete said don't ask for any more bud because you're leaving. Oh, Pete, I wouldn't do that, Ernie slurred. What do you think I am, an idiot? This one I really like.
1: <laughs> I've been fishing on the dock I wishing you were here by me. Oh, I've been fishing on the dock I wishing, wishing you were here by me. I'd send you a card or call you up I got no money so you're out of luck I've been fishing on the dock I wishin' you were here by me da da ba da 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 well, I caught, I, 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 I caught a little fish I ate him for lunch today I caught a little fish I ate him for lunch today hey. Hope the fish sold out Cause I'm stranded here Don't know how long, long maybe next year Well, I caught a little fish I ate him for lunch today Sweetie, sweetie, sweetie Sweetie, sweetie, dum. dark in the country. I keep getting lost at night. I can't see a thing. Oh, well, it's something dark in the country. I keep getting lost at night. Please rescue me. I'm going out of my mind. Please, please, sweetie, won't you be kind? It's so dark in the country. I keep getting lost at night. I keep forgetting the bubble, bubble of a at night. I get lost
0: <laughs> Ernie was taking a piss He knew it was either real late or real early He'd gotten lost in the bedroom Ernie thought he was in the house of mirrors at Coney Island And couldn't find his way out again A bad dream for sure A warm hand gently tapped him on the shoulder Ernie, what are you doing? I'm taking a piss. I see that clearly, honey, but you're not sitting, and you usually sit, and oh, you're not even in the bathroom. Ernie, you are pissing in your sock drawer. Sorry. Oops. I never wet the bed when I was a youngster. Ernie, I'll shoot you in the morning. Good night, sweet prince. Ernie knew she was being sarcastic, but he wouldn't quibble with his wife tonight. He was smart and was aware he might be at a small disadvantage. Ernie had great instincts. Weird. It didn't used to be this easy to take the piss out of Ernie. Ernie stumbled in the bathroom, thought he might have to work on his A-game a little. Boy, did Ernie have dreams. Big dreams. Even bigger than his beer belly. Bigger than Pinocchio's nose. Bigger than the Hancock building. Dream's almost as big as his cock. Ernie just knew he was immortal. Why else hadn't he died the night he burned down his ma's house? He was tired, overworked. How was he to know that two six-packs of Stroh's and a second all enabled one to sleep so soundly? Ernie didn't mean it. He didn't mean it the time he knocked out Howie Jones with his toy gun either. Split poor Howie's head right open. Ernie never saw the Lone Ranger spill anyone's blood. Ernie was just playing. He'd have known better if only his ma could have afforded a color TV. Chance. Stephen Crane was right. Life was a game of chance. Ernie was just a pawn stuck in someone's chess game. Yep, Ernie wanted it all. Always did. He wanted to be the tick of the tock. He wanted to be on the cover of Time magazine. Bruce Springsteen held that privilege. Why shouldn't he? He knew J-Lo would find him irresistible, but he couldn't afford a plastic surgeon. Given a chance, Ernie just knew he'd be faster than Ollie, jump higher than Michael, even be a better lover than Tiger Woods. But someone was messing with Ernie. Things never seemed to work out right. On Ernie's first date, he took a girl to see a fistful of dollars. He spent most of the show getting up enough nerve to put his arm around her. Hello, saludos. Finally, he raised his arm as if to yawn. His shirt ripped out all the way from his armpit to his belt loop. The girl didn't even notice. She was too absorbed in Clint's gun up on the big screen. After the movie, she begged Ernie to steal the poster of Clint out in front of the theater.
1: Get three coffins
0: ready. Uh, huh? Ernie never knew what hit him. The high school star fullback worked part time as an usher at the movie house. He had promised the poster of Clint to his favorite cheerleader. Ernie went home alone with a black eye and a bloody oh, nose. God, days, he walked into his house, found his ma and three older sisters watching the old Rawhide show on TV. Ernie grabbed his ma's Bible off the coffee table, smashed out the picture tube, My grounded Ernie for two months, forced him to get a job cleaning up at the local meat market, and he spent endless nights telling the family dog that life wasn't fair. Raw customers here, the human pounding, blind turns white, brown turns to gray. We pound out our days Some with hammers Some work in clay Some have nothing to say We're all customers here The are human pounding Life imitates our fear Hold on so tight, things that escape into the night. Into the night. So raise your glass, take a chance, your love might last. For. All customers here, the human pounding, you pay if you play this crime and punishment game of earthly delights on a stage alone. Raise your glass. Take a chance. You love. Ernie was empty Humpty Dumpty had fell off a log and all the King's men couldn't put Humpty back together again. Ernie's verbs and nouns had all went away. His adjectives gone astray, Over the fields and through the woods of Grandma's house they went and Mother Goose lived in an old pair of chucks on a street that no longer whooshed. A dead president had taken all the jelly beans and a stranger's eyes stared Ernie in the face at Millennium Park. Ernie no longer felt pretty. No longer felt young. Still he marched without a gun. Heroo Haru, the last hurrah wasn't very funny. The last scrabble tile had been dealt, and his words still needed a letter. Ernie had a grievance with the moon and toiled and fretted with a lifetime of regret. The land, the stars, and Dick Cheney wouldn't die. Ernie was alone on the prairie, singing a cowboy's lament. Good night, sweet prince. May a tear water the garden tomorrow upon waking in a field full of wrath, and sometimes a great notion. Hooroo! Ernie was shopping, in a thrift store of good humor. I don't know why we... I mean, I like bagpipes. But then, you know, St. Patty's Day in Chicago, you have the oops wagon. The oops wagon. They're coming to take you away. Oops!
2: Thank you for listening to Ernie Bedlam's Bedtime Stories. Ernie's many tales are conceived, written, and narrated by Craig Champlin.
0: I didn't mean it. I didn't mean any of it. I really didn't mean it. Oops! Oops!
2: If you've enjoyed this podcast, please hit subscribe. We're doing our best to release every two weeks or so, give or take.
0: Oh, I threw up on your high heels. Oops.
2: For free advice from Ernie, please send your queries, concerns, and letters of woe to advicefromernie at gmail.com.
0: They're no longer shiny. Here, have a napkin. Oops. I'm sorry, dear. You are pretty.
2: Or you can send him a message at Facebook. Just go ahead, type Ernie Bedlam into that search bar. You'll find him. He's there. Go like him. He needs friends. We may choose to use your letter in an upcoming podcast.
0: Please get ready to send me $20 for my Ernie Bedlam stories. I am glad to announce that it's going to be a 97-page book, which is about the same length as The Old Man in the Sea. And we all know how that one ended.
2: Thanks to our contributors, Vernon Tongiz, Lou Ryder, and Tim Menard for the music. Also for sound effects included under Creative Commons licensing. Many thanks and duly noted attribution to the following sound creators at freesound.org. Red 7783, Tommy Google, Ash Fox, Logan Circles, Jim Bowe, and Spangle Walker.
0: Ambition. Those little things that they do on the the piers, the little slimy ones that are almost like, oh, God. Smelt. Smelt. (laughs) Yes, dear, smelt. Oops. I'll call you from the oops wagon.